This is show 108 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast, and today we are joined with Valerie Diapers. We're going to chat with the co-founder, Sebastian. Welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast, a somewhat regular show dedicated to sharing stories of cloth diapering. We chat with brands, parents, and retailers about their cloth diapering experience. This is an opportunity to learn more about brands to take their stories from being online about us pages into this beautiful storytelling space. Am I the best podcaster? Not at all, but I am the podcaster in the industry and I do hope that we get more podcasts because I cannot keep up guys. I cannot keep up. We need more podcasts on cloth diapering. So if you've been thinking about starting a podcast on cloth diapering, hit me up. I would love to take some time and chat with you, support you, and make sure that your podcast can be and is successful. If you don't know who I am, my name is Bailey. For about six years, I've been in this industry talking about cloth diapering, writing about cloth diapering. I wrote a book on cloth diapering and doing kind of all of those things. And for whatever reason, I cannot get out of the cloth diaper industry, but I will be here for a while. I just purchased a business, Nest and Sprout Maternity, and I am slowly moving into retail, which I think is a fantastic way to support brands and support you as parents. I look forward to bringing in more cloth diaper books and brands and retailers and products and all of that jazz over the coming year. That means that if you've been looking to pick up a copy of my book and you're wondering why you can't buy it at clothdiaperpodcast.com, it's because your girl does not want to pay for two Shopify accounts. So if you're looking to buy the Cloth Diaper Podcast book or the Cloth Diaper book, The Ultimate Guide to Textiles, Washing, and More, you can now do that at nestandsproutmaternity.com or nestandsprout.ca. Uh, I will have those links on the clothdiaperpodcast.com website, but it's all going to funnel through the other business just because if you're a small business owner, you know Shopify fees, they're okay if you're making a lot of profits, but if you're not, It can feel a little bit atrocious. Is that even the right word? Anyways, that all aside, let us go into this conversation. This was a really amazing chat, and I probably could have talked to Sebastian for years. I just, he had so much information and knowledge, and we're talking about our, one of the first brands in Ireland, and kind of how that process all unraveled during the pandemic as well. And I really look forward to what this brand is doing moving forward. I have some, I do not have a review, but I have an unboxing of their product over on YouTube channel, thoughtdiaperpodcast.com. And I will have reviews up shortly. I just sent out my product to other parents in the community to test out and give me some feedback on. It is a beautiful, well-constructed product. Uh, absolutely love it. And all right, let's just jump to the show. Why? Why am I still chatting? Where does your Where does the story about your brand begin? Like, when did you start cloth diapering? Why did you consider cloth diapering? And who are you? Good question. Actually, um, our first was born in late July, twenty twenty, um, and when we were expecting her, my partner um, kept coming to me with all these ideas. So she was huge in on this is what we're going to do and we're going to do things certain ways. And I obviously from the uh, paternal side of things, I was just nervous. Like, let's just get the baby here and let's just let's just focus on that one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. But I do remember that she came to me one day and she clearly said, have you seen how expensive diapers are? Uh, so, so we're in Ireland and they're actually a little bit more expensive here than they are 
Canada, US, etc. And I said, no, I, I have no idea how expensive um, these diapers are. Um, and then she and then she told me, and um, it, it took me a while to actually be able to speak afterwards. And I was <laughs> truly, truly flabbergasted um, because everything just starts adding up so quickly. And the little one isn't even here yet. So I said, right, we're going to have to have to have to figure this out. And really what I meant by that is we're going to find the cheapest diapers we can and hopefully just roll with the punches. <laughs> um, and that was that. Nothing happened for another couple of weeks. And then she came to me and she said, um, we have to do reusables. We have to do cloth. And from a really almost a real man point of view, I said, no, disgusting. Can't be done. Too complicated. Not going to happen. <laughs> End of story. And then that was that for another couple of weeks again. And then she comes back to me with a binder of research, uh, the evidence base behind everything, the environmental benefits of it, the cost savings of it. Um, and again, I said, uh, no, 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 not going to happen. Um, and then one evening, uh, where, lo and behold, we, we had a power cut. Um, it happens here, and we had a power cut. And really, the, the most interesting thing that I could find was this binder. So I read <laughs> oh, like legitimately, you're not even like, you know, making like a big statement that she found a lot of research. She she put it together in a binder for you. Yeah, <laughs> literally in a binder. So I, I started going through this and um, I was rather hooked. Um, and I wasn't hooked by the cost savings. I know that's a big thing for the industry and it's something of the industry that we really should um um, articulate more but what I was really hooked on was um, just how bad for the environment how bad for skin conditions mm-hmm. um, there are very few positives apart <laughs> from how cheap they are to actually going with disposable diapers and at least that was my opinion on this so I said right fantastic um, this is a decision that we tentatively will make together and we'll, we'll, we'll just tread this path very very slowly uh, so we'll, we'll start small and um, then diapers start coming in the post. Unbeknownst to me, diapers come in the post. All the brands <laughs> in the world, all these patterns, these things start. I'm, I'm, tri- I'm, I'm tripping over them. They're everywhere. Your wife's a little bit of a researcher at heart, a little bit of a trial oh, personality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> absolutely. She's, um, uh, she can really go all in. She can, she, she, she can get a little bit obsessive about these things. So I said, um, I, I, I said, right. So we're, we're not just dipping our toes in here. We're going the whole, um, the whole way in. But one of the things that was fascinating to me was all of these were coming from abroad. There was actually nothing coming from Ireland. Well, there was no, was... yeah. There was no retailer here that she was actually buying them from. As she was saying, there are retailers. Um, but they don't have things to stock, but they're so small or we can't get in touch with them. Um, so then my mind starts ticking in and I start saying, well, why don't we actually do this ourselves? If there's such an obvious saving that people are not aware of, I had no idea. I hadn't got the foggiest. I had no idea that cloth diapers were um, such an attractive proposition to any walk of life. Um, I said, uh, why don't we do this? Um, so, yeah, we did all the legalities. We started up um, a, a retailer here in Ireland. Um, and because of the lack of competition, we quickly went to the top of the market here. But when you get to doing the volume that we were doing, and when you get all of the brands in, and we work, we choose very carefully from a retailer point of view, uh, who we work with. So we don't just go out and get any brand. Uh, But we start to see a certain level of quality. 
and we start to see the real passion that people put in for these things. But when you're doing, like I said, the volume that we're doing and the turnover that we're doing, you also start to see from our perspective, the flaws, the same people are coming to us with the same questions. The same people are coming to us with the same problems. And we were just, we were just dealing with the whole thing and we were going to our retailers and don't get me wrong, like, 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 like all the retailers that we have now, they're, they're, they're really excellent, but we've had to drop many, particularly because we go to them and there wouldn't be a desire to improve a product. There wouldn't be a desire to take suggestions on board. So we saw an opportunity here. This, this is pretty early on. We're, we're still talking late 2020. Uh, we're still talking fall 2020. We see an opportunity here to actually design something from the ground up. So what if we go a completely different route to this? Rather than doing what everyone does, they go online, they find a, a supplier somewhere, yeah. and they maybe get a sample. What actually if we just take a complete step so... back and try and des- design something from the ground up? So that's what we did. So some point in early 2020, you were telling your wife, this is ridiculous. This book cloth, yes. cloth is gross. And here you mm-hmm. are nine months later now designing a diaper from the ground up. You just, and what did you do before then, Sebastian? What is your, did you have a yeah, career my, Yeah, my background is, uh, is health sciences and computers. And her background is computers oh. and classics. So um, really. but- yeah, yeah, we, 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 we like like prior to to shall we say 2020 um the idea of a diaper let alone a reusable diaper just never crossed our minds I mean, it's typically not an industry we grow up dreaming that we're gonna find ourselves no. in so no, here in late 2020 we've got this irish market you know what and now that you kind of bringing it up and talking about it i was like i don't not familiar with anybody in the nappy industry in ireland before you at all so it's kind of dominating yeah. this. And so late 2020, you're now going to design a diaper from the ground up and yeah. manufacturing from the ground up. And that's kind of yeah. where that value system, because something that I see here at, at Barlery, Barlery, Barlery is yes. the strong sustainable value system. And I haven't really heard where that comes in. So how does that go with designing this diaper from the ground up? Well, well we were having these talks. And when we were designing it from the ground up, we worked very closely with um, essentially our version of a local university. So we went in and we spoke to them and said, we have this crazy idea. Like, can we, is there perfection down the line? Can we be really entrepreneurial and really ridiculous about this? And can we actually achieve a diaper that really does exactly what it says on the tin? Um, And we may not get it now, but can we get ourselves on a path that we'll get to that. Um, so a lot of work and a lot of designing materials. Um, and from a, sustainab- uh, from a sustainability standpoint here, there's no samples. It's purely working on the theoreticals, materials, composition, etc. cetera, um, to where we get to a stage where we're very confident with thickness and material and where has something has to go where, et cetera. And that's where we go to start to find our suppliers. But when we're at the stage starting to look for suppliers, again, the sustainability standpoint is something that we're strong on, but we're not absolutely massive on. Because, again, it's, it's, it's part of the world we live in now. People are looking to reduce, they're looking to reuse, they're, they're really putting, we're part of a generation where people will, will, will want to do the right thing. 
And we felt that certainly from a retailer standpoint. Um, but then my partner went home um, to the US. So she's actually American. She's from Pennsylvania. That's where the Irish-American connection comes in. Yeah. And I'm Irish. And when we were actually apart, and when we were just in touch every day, we were actually noticing, because we were actually out a lot more, we were noticing the sheer ridiculousness of how much waste there is. And how, when we're designing an entity and designing an idea from the ground up, can we also do it from the ground up with sustainability at the core? Mm. So that's where that aspect comes in, because we do have the lovely ability to build into, shall we say, a North Star, hopefully someday creating a perfect diaper. We can create in a way where there's as little waste as possible and everything is offset, etc. It would be tricky. We met with a few um, nonprofits on this, and we met with a few um, leaders in their fields on this. And there was just the sheer difficulty of getting a business to take a step back and to reduce everything. But there's a real easy aspect to actually put it in with your core values and do it from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So that's where that aspect came in. So when we were reaching out to suppliers, our supplier, um, as far as, as we're aware, they, they work with one other diaper brand um, and that's it so we haven't gone mainstream on this we found someone who worked very carefully with us uh, who they themselves like to offset everything renewable energy at the core at the manufacturing side of things um, so really it was obviously a lot of research and a lot of work oh, yes. but I will I, I would definitely say hand on heart that if we had just found anyone off Alibaba or something. If we had found any sort of manufacturer who couldn't do it, we wouldn't have done it and we would have waited to do it the right way. What something I've heard from you a couple of times has been this like need to kind of step out of it and reinvent. Where do you feel that comes from? I, it's, I find it very fascinating because it, it's where we see a lot of growth in our industry is when people uh, stop, they, they remove themselves and try to reinvent something. Um, where does that come from uh, for you? Uh, is that something you've always done in your life, Sebastian? It's something that we both, uh, myself and, and my partner, it's something we we, we both always done. She she's always without realizing it. She's always been 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 very grounded and very mature about things. Looking at the wider picture, I, I I've always been what's next, what's next. Okay, this is what we have. What's the next thing? Right from when, yeah, right from when I was a little kid, it was all always about the next whatever it is, the next object or the next thing we can do or the next game, whatever you name it. Um, so really, when you put those two together, yes, there can be a huge clash that we're not doing things enough, or we can get really bogged down in terms of details. Uh, but there is definitely a natural will to um, keep inventing and keep developing. Yeah. Okay. So you then have developed not just one product, but Valerie is a full lineup of products. What is your products? What are they? What could you kind of tell people? Um, what we want to do is we want to develop over time a diapering system without copying anyone else. Um, so absolutely, you can name you, you you can name check brands who have gone out and they've done things very differently. The, the, the obvious ones that would come to mind would be your Thirsties and your Grovy and your Assembly System, where they've got essentially their own diapering system, and and it's 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 just completely immoral to go down the route and just and, and just to copy anyone. But it's very admirable that they're trying to look at this from a different point of view. Mm, and so yeah, what we you really said remind is, me of Liz from Assembly. 
kind of looking at this with some research and development and looking at it from a different perspective of view, like I, from assembly, um, I see a lot of similarities, but you're doing yeah. it your own way. Anyways, so, sorry to cut you off. So, so what we said then, what we said um, we'd do, Bailey, was um, let's take three pillars. Okay. Let's build a perfect system. And it, it's absolutely a version one. Um, I'm sure you see it in our socials, et cetera. Like, this is the best we can do now. We'll, we'll keep analyzing. And we work with a core group of nearly 50 parents um, who are constantly giving us feedback on this sort of stuff. Okay. Um, but the deluxe system is the best of everything that we can possibly do right now. Um, and it is, shall we say, the flagship of what we do. The idea behind the everyday system is it's literally the grab and go. Uh, it's the sleekest, it's the slimmest. It doesn't have the absorbency built into it of the deluxe system, but you can bulk it up with all the incense we have. Um, and you can really adapt it to your lifestyle. And then the third pillar is essentially to try and do the best we can of everything that's out there. So to try and do the best flat we can, the best pre-fold we can, etc. Um, and how we can build a system into different type of lifestyles. Um, so that's essentially how you could... It, it, it obviously isn't that simple, but it's how we originally approached it. Like, can we do the best of a range? Can we do the most adaptable every day of a range? And then can we just get what's out there and just do the absolute best, so the most absorbency, the longest lasting? And that's probably where we'll have a chat about the, the warranty and everything. Um, so which one but- is your favorite? Which one do you love the most for your kid as a consumer? What's your go-to grab? My go-to grab, um, and we're, prob- we're probably both different on this. Mine is okay. probably the the inner, so our version of the fitted. Okay. Um, essentially, we've never had in testing overnight a leak of it. Never, not once, uh, with the with the final design, and it's just from a from a standpoint of developing developing a product that's just like it's very difficult to describe how satisfying that is that you have reached where you want to get to with a particular product Mm -hmm. from amanda's point of view um i think she's obsessed with the deluxe line particularly the deluxe diaper um and what we were so happy about is that after essentially the the final prototype we got in early 21, so a year ago now, they are still almost as soft as the brand new diaper today. And just from a perspective of functionality, that means nothing. As long as the diaper works and works just fine, but from a perspective of just grabbing it and that, ah, like we're still soft. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 we're actually being proud of. Well, um, and not. So yeah. I I just recorded a podcast with Lori that's going to come out after this show. But she's neurodivergent and we both were talking about our ADHD and our sensory and one of the reasons that we like certain diapers and we don't. And a lot of it came down to, you know, we were set touch. Like there's so much in touching something. You want to touch the material and feel good in your hands. And if you don't feel good in your hands, we would be like, you know, we use it, but we weren't happy about it. So like, you know, being able to feel luxurious is a good experience for parents. That, that's actually a fascinating point. One of the other things we're huge on is acquiring data. So, so getting feedback from people, looking at a whole series of hundreds of data points, trying to figure out what essentially the eye can see. And one of the fascinating things is we always thought that people are attracted to prints, mm-hmm. like what print looks the best, et cetera. But one of the big things that we got back was, no, how does the diaper feel in the hand? 
not what you say it'll do on the baby and on the backside, etc., and how fast it'll wash and dry, but how does it actually feel when I grab it? And that was actually something that we were rather um, that we were rather conscious of, that we had no idea that was of any interest to really any customer at the start. Yeah, because it is very soft. I was like, I should grab it and see. I when I got your package in the mail, I yeah. I wasn't expecting it to have a cheetah print bag because we had been chatting you and me sebastian and so all i knew was this man behind this business and then i got <laughs> so well the the idea behind the mailing and and again that, that that's completely on manda's side in in oh, terms okay. of and, and and i'm probably going off track a small bit here but in terms of our manufacturing process the idea is that it goes from uh, it goes right into the machines uh, on day one into your hand on day whatever with practically zero waste. Now we're not there yet, um, but we're confident that within a couple of years we will be there. And what one of the big things is, is actually a... is just say, I was again, say what is the biggest what is that biggest waste thing that you're struggling with? Plastic. Plastic before it gets to us. So when the raw materials can package to the supplier, etc. Or particularly if we're um, if if we're moving stuff between warehouses in Ireland, the US, etc., we find that plastic is the biggest form of waste. Um, we're down to practically zero waste in terms of the prints, so, so we're able to reuse the prints and get them done a certain way um, and to move them around. But plastic is just, it, it's, it's just everywhere. It, it's, I, um, uh, it really is endemic now. I worked in fast fashion. I worked in a retail shop in the mall for a few years as a young adult and just never really understood that until I did that job in which every end product comes to us wrapped in plastic, maybe two pieces of plastic inside a plastic bag, inside a box that was inside another box. And so um, that meant, and that's even just me at the consumer end. It's not even the, you know, the factory side and the moving things around yeah. side. Yeah. And, and and I remember, and I won't name any name, and, and it's not quite a cloth diaper brand. Um, it's not that focus at all. But I remember we got a sample order um, from someone. And um, I just took it from, um, we were actually working out of our house at the time. So I took it from the front door and I put it on the island and, and I left it. And I remember coming back in that afternoon and seeing a pile of cardboard and plastic and then the product. And just thinking, like, 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 what's the ethics there? Why are we doing this? Um, so that's why, essentially, when you get that cheetah print, that's all Manda. That's not me in terms of, of, of where that comes <laughs> from. Um, but everything that you have, obviously, we can't control things that UPS will put on it. And we're trying to find a way that we can do that. But 90% of what you have there will be uh, compostable and gone within six, six to nine months. Um, yeah, um, so that's, the, that's the same day I got your package, I got it from Luna Paca. Luna Paca is launching yeah. uh, in the US and that was, she's also trying to go as low plastic as possible. And she yeah. also cringed at everything plastic that UPS put on here. Uh, there's some things that yeah. are just really almost like impossible, out of your control. Somebody else is doing yeah, it, like placing the COD bit, bills on there. Um, so... I don't even know where we are. I'm going to, we're going to take a look. Okay. You mentioned a warranty at one point. You have a lifetime warranty. Why are you, what is this, Sebastian? Who, nobody, two years sometimes. Lifetime. Yeah. Why? Then again, if, if we come back to what we talk about and if we come back to ethics. So we talk about the monetary saver. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, there's no monetary saving to a parent if something breaks down in two years time and the brand doesn't stick by the word. Um, there's very little point in switching to cloth 
clot diapers. If it's not there when you've got your second child or in your final six months of your first child or whatever it is. Um, it's uh, becoming the- a little bit of a concern in our industry right now. I know. From my perspective as an educator, I'm seeing a massive increase in products that are not lasting until a second child. Yeah, it's... Um, it's definitely becoming an issue. I mean, it's not that we want to get out in, in front of it. Like, like, obviously, like you have your brand, you do what you want to do. But we could, and I know this sounds awfully uh, moral and awfully airy-fairy, but it's very difficult to sleep at night knowing that you've, uh, you've got a customer out there who is relying on you and you're, you're not sticking to your word. Um, so it, 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 it's a warranty. It's a lifetime warranty. We're saying that we've designed this thing and uh, you've got one, two, three, four babies. Yeah, this will last you. When we say you're going to save the money, you're definitely going to save the money. And uh, when you say, and, and also there's the environmental impact on this thing. Like if you're throwing away cloth diapers left by the center and only to buy new ones, there is no environmental saving. There really isn't. Um, so yeah, it, essentially, if, if you buy barely, well, we got your back. Now, it's, it's, it, it's not a guarantee. Like if you go and cut this thing in half, we're not going to say, oh, we're going to help you out. <laughs> but um, it, it is a warranty. And if you look up essentially legal basis in the EU and US of a warranty, and we say that it's a lifetime thing, you come to us in three, three four years time, we'll ask you what the problem is and uh, we'll absolutely take care of you. It's, it's just for us the right way of doing things. And, and I, I know for now it certainly seems to, to separate us, but we would love if, if it became the norm. We would love that people actually say, if you switch to reusable, we will always take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And really, I mean, a lot of the rhetoric that we've said, and then to have, uh, from my perspective, this experience of people not, products not lasting, it's becoming a little bit of a, it's a hard to navigate because it's like, ah, these are things that we thought should be happening and then kind of fell back on. What has been kind of one of this, this is kind of a surreal process, to be honest, like you started I, I mean, we're still in the pandemic. We started when the pandemic started. We're still in a pandemic. Uh, and here you are launching this full range of brands. What's kind of been the biggest challenge over the last two years that you've really overcome? For us, it's, it's, um, it's travel, it's supply chain. Um, we have as much control as we can have now, and we want an awful lot more. Um, we have never met our manufacturers um, in person. Uh, they are brilliant in terms of your FaceTimes and your Zooms and showing us everything. And they respond instantly with any query or concern. But there, there's no personal relationship there yet, really. Uh, so we certainly want to build on that. And then at the complete opposite end, the customer. Like, like we don't meet our customers. Yes, we have our, our focus groups, if you want. We have our sample groups, and they report back to us regularly. Um, but they're also spread out. Uh, they're not all all just here and on. Some stateside, because some in the UK, those we haven't met. Um, so it's been very difficult. But also, one of the beauty, and particularly for a lot of new brands in the industry, is we actually don't know anything else. We don't know any different. Uh, so it can only get better, we hope. <laughs> yes, hopefully. I yeah. know I've heard that from a few brands that have started up, is that they're excited for the day that they can go and visit their manufacturers in person. Uh, instead yeah, of calls, it was definitely a part of the industry. I think um, Muhammad from Little Helper, he talks a lot about visiting the fa- his factory a lot pre-pandemic, but I haven't talked to him before. And it can be such an important relationship there on navigating that. And so is your child still in diapers? Oh, yeah. Our, our, our first one is 19-ish months oh, old. Oh, yes. And you've had um, a second. Yeah. 
which we had a second, he's he's almost eight weeks. Um, and it's it's an amazing. I struggle to put into words that he, they they come home from hospital and your own product. That 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 that's 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 cool. That's really cool. Telling everybody um, in the hospital, I designed new diapers. Oh, Amanda won't stop. Oh, she, <laughs> okay. she wouldn't stop. Yeah. Best salesperson ever. Best salesperson ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, they're both in the diapers. They're unofficial cheat testers. Um, <laughs> how did that? How did that kind of experience go as a diaper dad and a diaper mom? Like, did you have hiccups, or I mean, you went straight into running a business, so everyone's going to have hiccups. If, 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 if you say you don't, if you don't admit it, you're just not being true. <laughs> loads, loads of hiccups, obviously. Um, um, especially at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I will never, ever forget. And I'll never be allowed to live it down. We, had a, we have a public health nurse here. So yeah. essentially it's a nurse who comes over within the first couple of weeks of having had a child, checks on the child, checks on the mother, checks on you, make sure you're okay. Uh, everything's good. Everyone's feeding, sleeping. The mental health is, 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 is all where it should be. So she wanted to see me put on a diaper. I'm like, I got this. And I put it on backwards. <laughs> and about five minutes before we've been saying how we're starting a business in cloth diapers and there I went to put the diaper on backwards. Um, so we've had a lot of hiccups. We had a lot of learning. Uh, <laughs> that's, but, yeah. that's it's a good story. It's a great story. <laughs> it's one you'll never forget. Uh, such sure. a defining moment. Is there anything else that we need to know about Fairlory? Um, everything's on the website. Everything will be on the socials. Uh, we will always be transparent. We'll be publishing sustainability reports. If there's anything you want to know, our support will always be free. So whether or not or, or you're like you actually want to buy from us or shop with us, like just ask us questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're growing. Uh, we're going to have more people in place. Um, we don't bite. Just we, we just reach out to us, and um, we. Obviously, from a business perspective, you're arguing this for yourself, but we have come from it not from a business perspective. We came from the environmental and the cost savings perspective, mm-hmm. and that will always be the North Star. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested, everything's on, on the website. Which is to us and, uh, we'll It's to just barely it B-A-Y-R-L-I.com, barely.com. Okay, I mean, that was a good question. This is a question I forgot to ask. My usually ask is, where do you want to be in five to 10 years? Um, very clear plans to really expand to every reach of the US and Canada, mm-hmm. Ex- um, expand into to Europe, become one of the names when people think, oh, oh here are, are 10 cloth diaper brands. Um, and what we really, and what we're starting to see, what we'd really love is that people come to us and say, my friend had your brand. Mm-hmm. And they've had a second and a third baby, etc. Like that's what we will really love. Um, or they'll come to us because obviously there's the warranty that say, "Hey, I have now have this. Can you help me out?" Um, and we got a lot of plans for the three lines that we have developing them. Um, so yeah, just continuously growing, continuously doing the right thing, and just having fun. Yeah, I feel um, like we've caught this, you yeah. here in this infancy stage that you're going to really kind of, I mean, it feels like you've done a lot though, as well. Like just, I've scribbled notes to can't keep my brain on track about where you come from and how this started and where you are today. But it sounds like there are some really big places uh, yet to come. Yeah, we've got plans. Let's, Let's just say that. 
Yeah. That's exciting. Well, it's so, it's so exciting. Welcome to the industry and the market. I'm glad that we got an opportunity Thank to you. chat today and kind of hear some of this. This is 